0: Welcome to the Mammy Church Podcast. My name is George Santana. I'll be your host today. Today, we are in a message series called Explore God. In Explore God, our goal is to have an open and honest conversation around our biggest questions and doubts when it comes to God in our faith and in our purpose. I'm so glad that you're tuned in today. Our hope is that this message will help you take the next step on your faith journey. Enjoy the message.
1: If you're new uh, to Miami Church, we're in week two of a series called Explore God. And we're asking a question that some of you might find a little unusual. Uh, today's question is Is God real? Now, that may seem like a strange question to ask in church, because we're standing and sitting in a room full of people who have come to church. Presumably, church-going people believe that God is real. Like, it seems that we could just answer that with a yes. Okay, have a great day. The Lord bless you and keep you go home. Nice short sermon today. You're welcome, you know. uh, So, but if we're honest, okay, let's let's keep it 100% here. If we're honest, we've all had moments of doubt, haven't we? Come on, let's be real. We've all had moments when we've wondered, is this all real or is it just a bunch of nonsense? Is it actual? Is he there? Is he really listening? Does he really exist? And even embedded within a church, serving in a church, leading worship in a church, or preaching at a church, doubt is part of our walk. It's Part of the deal. It is normal. So if you've ever been, like, I I bet there's a couple of you out there, you have doubts, and you wonder things, and you worry about this stuff, and you sort of, I don't know about you guys, there's a long season in my life where I sort of just felt like a bad person because I I wondered about that. and, And it occurred to me that, like, maybe I was the only person in my church who really had doubts about whether God was real because surely everybody everybody else in the church had their act together. Surely everybody else in the church, and you know, it's easy, you walk into church, you compare yourself to everybody else and you look around the room and look around the room. I mean, look at you guys. You're a good looking bunch, you know? kind of well put together, y'all look sort of sanctified, you know, you kind of got, everyone sort of seems a little like, so you can look around and go, yeah, everybody else in this room is really close to God, everybody else in this room is really connected to the Lord, everybody else in this room is maturing in their spirituality, and here I am alone with my doubts. Doubts are normal. If you wonder if God exists, you're normal. If everybody wonders that, everybody worries about that, everyone is concerned about that, from time to time, or has been. Um, and even if, you've, even if you believe he's real, there are times you kind of just go, well, why does he feel so far away? Why does he seem so silent? Why does God feel a million miles away? Why does it feel like my prayers are bouncing off the ceiling of my bedroom? You ever feel like that? Like you're trying to launch a prayer all the way to heaven, and you can't get your prayers past the ceiling of your bedroom. You ever felt like that? Like, you're just trying to reach God and talk to God and connect to God, and it's just, why doesn't he talk to me? You ever, you ever wondered why God doesn't just text you? Like, why doesn't he talk to me? Why doesn't he show me something that I can see? Why doesn't God, I can remember as I was a kid, I don't know if you guys have ever done this, and some of you are going to think I'm really weird when I share this with you, but here it is. I remember as a kid, maybe grammar school age, it, sitting in my bedroom, I remember this so vividly. Just going, all right, God, if you're real, flicker the lights. You ever done that? Yes, you have. Some of you have. You know you have. Or like, all right, God, if you're, if you're real, like fill in the blank. If you're real, you know, I want all the lights to turn green in a row. You know, uh, if you're real, that'll never happen. But, you know, if you're real... You, you know, right? I mean, you, you, ever, you ever throw something out there like, all right, God, if you're real, do this. If you're real, do that. If you're real, you know, and there was another time I just, I had like a, a, a T-shirt. I had a T-shirt that was hanging off the back of my chair, and I was sitting on my bed. and I'm like, God, if you're real, just knock the T-shirt off the chair. Come on. <laughs> nothing. Nothing happened. And when those things happen, you kind of go, well, what's the deal? How come God doesn't, you know, I, I've, I've come across plenty of people in, in my life, and maybe you have too, who have said something to the effect of, I believe in God my whole life. All he has to do is fill in the blank. All God has to do is show up. All God has to do is show himself to me. All God has to do is make himself real. All he has to do is text me, email me. Like just, if he could just communicate to me in a way that I can understand, he could reach me any number of ways. Why doesn't he just make himself real to me? And part of it, team, is that that involves us dictating terms to God. At home, at True North, um, as our church began, uh, everybody in the church had my cell phone number. And there came a point where that started to become untenable for me. Uh, our church grew to a size where I couldn't, I couldn't just have my cell phone number in everybody's hands because I, I, I literally came to a point where in our congregation, I had to stand up in front of our church and go, okay, look, we never do this, but we're going to take a vote do you want me to preach and be prepared every Sunday and write a good sermon and practice it and be ready to go? Or do you want me to answer every email, phone call, and text that I get? Because I can't do both. And everyone voted for the sermon. (laughs) And I said, okay, but you got to understand, that means that sometimes you might try to reach out to me and not get a response. Because it just got to a point where, where there weren't enough hours in the day. Is everybody following me? Now, at that point, I had to find a way to control or throttle back the ways in which people could access me. I had to say, um, all right, I have. I, please don't use my phone. I have an email address. And there came a point where the inbox got too crazy and I had to give the email address to an assistant. And, then I, and so now there are a few people in my church, there are many people in my church that have my cell phone number, but it, it, the, I was regulating how they got to me. I was dictating terms. Everyone with me here? I was saying, you get to me this way, I'm sorry, I can't give my number out to everybody but this. Ladies, you ever, been out, you ever been out in a bar or at a club and some guy asks for your number and you're like, no, I don't know if I want this guy to have access to me. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. If you really like him, if you like him, you give him your number. If you really like him, you give him your real number. <laughs> right? You, you dictate the terms. You control the terms by which that person accesses you. We don't get to dictate terms to God. We don't get to say, all you have to do is reach me this way or reach me this way. All you have to do is is do this or that and then I'll believe in you. We don't get to dictate terms to God. You wouldn't believe in a God to whom you could dictate terms, would you? You wouldn't want a God like that. Is everyone following me here? You wouldn't want a God to whom you could dictate terms. The Lord says to us, "This is how I will speak to you." Being God, He gets to dictate the terms. And He says, "I'm going to speak to you like this." And he could, he could speak to you any way you wanted, but primarily he does any way he wanted, but he does so primarily in two ways: in what has been made. And in what has been written. He communicates to us in what has been made. In nature. We find God in what has been made. Psalm 19 says this. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without a sound or a word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. The heavens declare the glory of God. Day and night, they pour forth speech, what has been created, tells of God's glory. There's another translation called The Message. I'm going to read that same passage from a different translation. It says this, God's glory is on tour in the skies. Godcraft on exhibit across the horizon. Madam Day holds classes every morning. Professor Knight lectures each evening. Their voices aren't heard Their their words aren't heard, their voices aren't recorded, but their silence fills the earth. Unspoken truth is spoken everywhere. We find God in what has been made. It's why you sometimes feel close to him at the beach. It's why you sometimes feel close to God in nature. It's why people buy the millions every year flock to our national parks. It's why they go to the Grand Canyon. It's why they go to Niagara Falls. It's why they go to the giant sequoias, the redwoods of Northern California. People don't go to these places so that they can be reminded of their own importance. Nobody goes to the Grand Canyon and goes, yeah, I'm the man. (laughs) Nobody looks at Niagara Falls and says, I am important. Nobody looks at the giant redwoods of Northern California and thinks, I'm it. These things resize us, don't they? These things recalibrate our perspective. They remind us that we're actually very, very small in the grand scheme of things, in a world where most people are under the assumption that they themselves are the center of creation, where they themselves can dictate terms to all around them, including the Almighty, nature reminds us that he is God and we are actually not. The heavens declare the glory of God. Nature reminds us of who he is. So if you've ever wondered how come God never speaks to me, ponder the idea of listening for God on his terms. I'm going to date myself here, but I, my, first, uh, my first car didn't have a CD player and it didn't have a cassette deck. Who's with me? My first car had an AM, FM radio with a dial Anybody remember... Okay, we'll back up. Does anybody remember the days when people used to listen to FM radio? Anybody? A couple of you. Some of you still do. Most of us now, you're streaming something off of Bluetooth from your device. You're streaming a playlist. Maybe you're listening to satellite radio because now now that's a thing. Uh, But back in the day, back when dinosaurs roamed the earth... uh, FM radio, before it was digital, before you could punch in 100.3 or whatever radio station you're listening to uh, on, your, on, on a digital dial, there was a red, kind of a red line, and there was a dial that moved this red line back and forth across a spectrum, and there was no set exact specific point where you had to tune in. Uh, the station, you had to kind of just, it was like, like micro-adjustments, constant adjustments to tune the thing in properly. Does anybody remember these days? Some of you, yeah. And you kind of, you dial it in, and then if it would get a little fuzzy, you'd have to tweak it. You know, and as you started getting out of range of the radio station, you ever done this? You had, you had, you, like you, you're, you're just constantly making micro-adjustments to dial it in and listen. God is constantly broadcasting to us. He is constantly speaking. It's on us to tune in. And that's hard because we're busy and we're crazy and our lives are nuts and we're moving 100 miles an hour and there's interference. There's a lot of other things vying for our attention. And sometimes we, we, we ourselves get out of range and draw far from him so we're not able to hear him as well. God's broadcasting station is in nature and in what has been written. Now, that's hard for you if um, you're new because one of the the issues with this, like if you're a a pastor, the conundrum in which you find yourself is that, you know, I want to preach that the Bible is the word of God to you, but if you're a Christian, you already believe that. And if you're not a Christian, you don't believe that. To you, the Bible, if you're not a believer, if you're here this morning, you're unsure of this you wouldn't self-identify as a Christ follower. The Bible to you is a collection of ancient works that you don't believe is is inspired. And every argument to you that says the Bible is the Word of God comes from the Bible which you don't believe in the first place. Did you follow that? So it's circular logic. if you're if you're unsure, uh, you know, you're like, ah, every, people keep trying to convince me that the word of God is the Bible, and they're quoting every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, you know, and you're like, oh, I don't, stop it. So, ponder, if you will, what it says in the Bible about how God speaks to us. There's a place in the book of Isaiah, where Isaiah is waiting for God, he's he's trying to hear from God. He's been on the run. It's a long story that we don't have to get into this morning, but this this prophet has been on the run, running for his life. He's kind of, in truth, acting a little silly, and he's hiding in a cave, and God wants to speak to him. And here's how it goes. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of Of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And a voice said, What are you doing here, Elijah? What we want is an earthquake. We want an earthquake. Come on, God, shake the room. Flicker the lights. Do what I'm asking you to do so I can believe in you. Do what I'm asking you to do so I can have some sort of proof, some sort of evidence upon which to base this whole thing. We want the Lord to be in the earthquake but he's not in the earthquake. We want him to be in the windstorm. He's not in the windstorm. We want him to be in the fire. Anybody here just wish God would give you a burning bush? He's not in the fire, according to these scriptures. He's in the sound of a gentle whisper. Those are his terms. That's how he speaks to us. And honestly, it aggravates me. I wish, because I, uh, my life is noisy, and I don't quite get it, and, 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 and that means I have, to, I have to really, really focus to hear him. So, I, I'll give you this analogy to help you understand what's going on here. There once was a pastor who was uh, getting older. He was um, not quite retirement age. He was in his 50s. But he was undergoing a crisis of faith. The church was stuck. He was stuck. He'd been a pastor for a long time. He was starting to doubt whether God was real. And he was praying that God would speak to him. And heaven sounded silent to him. He couldn't hear anything. And his life was crazy, as many people's lives are. And he was trying to find, kind of tune in the dial and hear from God. But day after day and week after week, he just heard nothing. So... He decided to go back to his mentor, the man who had been his pastor when he was younger. That man was rather old. So he went to see him at his home, and his former pastor sat him down at the kitchen table and said, "It's wonderful to see you," and they had a wonderful conversation. They sat kind of catty to each other at the kitchen table, and they had a cup of coffee and caught up over several minutes. And finally, the pastor said to him, why, well, I'm hap- happy to, to, to visit with you, but it seems like maybe you had a reason. And the, the guy broke it down, and he said, I, pastor, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I'm leading people. I'm a pastor. I mean, I just would think that God would speak to me, because I'm in this place where I'm speaking to other people. I would really, really love to hear something. I don't understand why he's so silent. I can't catch the whisper. Why does it have to be a whisper? And his pastor looked very tired and he sipped his coffee and looked down and, and he mumbled something. He said something almost under his breath and it almost looked like he was going to fall asleep. And, and the younger man kind of scooched his chair over and he was like, I'm sorry, what? And the man replied, he looked back at him and, and, and looked a little drowsy, looked a little, you know, tired and mumbled something again. And the guy was just, now he's getting frustrated. So he scooches his chair over a little more, and he's like, look, I came a long way. I really want to hear this. And the guy just, he looks like he's about to fall asleep, mumbles something again. Now the guy's really listening in. He can't catch it. So he scooches his chair like really close to him. He's like, just hit me with that one more time. And the guy looks up clear as a bell and says, the Lord whispers so that you will draw close to him as you have to me now when you couldn't hear me. Follow? He whispers so that you will draw close. Those are his terms. We don't get to dictate terms to the Almighty. We come to God on his terms because he's God. In what has been made and in what has been written, he speaks. Day and night, he pours forth speech. I'm a big believer in hearing God a lot. I believe he's broadcasting all the time. So if I'm driving to work and I happen to see a dove sitting on the phone wire, I go, Thank you, God. And and there are many who would just be like, "Mm, I don't know. I believe that God can speak to you in the lyrics of a song. I believe that God can speak to you in the lyrics, in in a line from a movie. I believe that God can speak to you through through the, the words of a friend, in the words of your pastor, in the words of other pastors. God can speak to us in many different ways. If you're praying for God to speak to you, and listening, and you think maybe that he has, believe it. I remember. I'll close with this. I I was uh, 22 or 23 after my first year of seminary, first semester of seminary, and having a crisis of faith, wondering, not necessarily is God real, but do I believe in this enough to spend the rest of my life teaching it? I had a career as a journalist or as an English teacher waiting for me, I was ready to go. I could c- come back to that trail. I had one semester of seminary under my belt. I'm home for winter break, and I'm praying, God, I need a sign. I need to know which way to go. You ever just come to a fork in the road? For some of you, it's like, which career path should I go on? Which, which, which person should I marry? Which, which house should I buy? Which, you know, wherever it is, you've got, you've got a couple of things in front of you, and you're wondering, which way should I go? So I'm, I'm praying, and I'm asking God, like, I need to know which way you want me to go. And, I, and I'm, I'm kind of, I was really perseverating on it. I was, it, my mind was spinning and spinning and spinning, and I'm, I'm, I'm walking around this park near where my parents live in Staten Island, New York, and I'm walking around this park, and I come around this bend, and I hear what sounds like a crowd of people and it wasn't a crowd of people. As I came around the bend and came into view, it was like a a flock of birds. There was an old dude standing by the bank of the pond, and he had a big brown paper bag full of breadcrumbs and like stale pretzel chunks. And he's heaving handfuls of this stuff out into the the, the pond and there are geese in the pond and there are seagulls hovering in the air squawking and there's pigeons whatever kind of bird winters in New York there were dozens of them so there's like they're they're swooping in and they're squawking and it's furious and crazy and it's kind of entertaining so I kind of leaned on a tree and I'm watching this old dude heave this stuff out to these birds and my mind is spinning, and I'm trying to catch a break and watch this guy. And I'm praying, God, I need to know what you want me to do. And old dude, honest to God, old dude looks at me, and he gives me, he gives me the New York greeting. I don't know if, you have, if this is a Miami thing. He goes, that's it in New York. That's what you get. So, again, you know. And uh, two more handfuls, and the old guy walks over to me, and he puts the bag in my hands, and he says, kid, I'm tired. You feed them, and I was three handfuls deep before I went. Oh snap! <laughs> now, I've talked to I've talked to a few people. I, I told the story to somebody once, and they said, "Oh, and you think that all, dude was God?" And I said, no, I don't think the old dude was God. <laughs> I said, I think God used the old dude to say something to me. God can use anybody. It's on us to dial in. This is how God speaks to us in what has been made and in what has been written. Those are his terms. Seek God on his terms and you'll find him. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you. And we thank you for being so good to us, for caring for us the way that you do, and for speaking to us on your terms. Help us, Father, in the midst of our crazy, crazy lives, all the insanity that we surround ourselves with. Help us to dial you in and listen, Father, that we might hear your whisper to us in the quiet places of our soul and see you in what has been made. We pray together in Jesus'
0: name. Thank you so much for listening today. If you have any questions about what you heard in today's message, send us an email at hello at miamichurch.com. If you believe in what God is doing here and want to support, you can go to miamichurch.com and click the gift button in the menu. Our website is also where you can find all the information about our church. We hope to see you on a Sunday morning.